Welcome back to the fifth episode. Um, we had the very special chance to speak with um, SoCal rapper uh, Prodigy, very talented musician. Um, he is actually an artist coming up on the underground scene. And really, like I say, with the whole podcast, the whole purpose of it is to shine the light on that music that deserves it. And Prodigy is definitely one of them. Um, pro, um, he has his own company with nothing but pure inten- good intentions. Um, very laid back guy, very cool guy. And what caught me by surprise is you'll hear in the episode, but he did a he was per se he covered something for Bleacher Report. You'll hear it, but I found that very cool. You know, I didn't really expect that. It's just you know, cool. It's just things that you find out about somebody else. You know, once you have a conversation with them. But like I said. Very, very talented musician. I'm going to leave his Instagram in the description. Check out his music. He's on all platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. And follow him on Instagram. Show the support. And thank y'all for listening.
Welcome back, everybody. Episode five. Today we got the pleasure and honor of speaking with Prodigy. How you doing, brother? What's good, bro? I appreciate you having me on. That's good, bro. So, just uh, on also, also we have a special guest today. Um, we got Guillermo. Many of y'all know him, and some of y'all don't know him. He's a school friend of mine. He's known him for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, my other co-host Manny was out due to cramps, which hurt. But yeah, we got Guillermo. Say, you want to say something, yeah, Guillermo? You know, what's up? Yeah. So yeah, this is Guillermo. So yeah, we're gonna get it started, bro. So just tell us a little bit where you're from, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm from I'm from Southern California. Um, from the IE Inland Empire. For those that don't know, it's between uh, L.A. and San Diego. Yeah. And uh, shit, man, I I just been making music. I've been making music since I was fourteen, you know. So and I'm and I'm 24 right now. So I got 10 years under my belt of being independent. Yeah. And um, you know, pretty much, you know, my 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 whole my whole perspective on how I kind of want to treat the music game in general and kind of how I you know approach it. I feel as if um. You just gotta come into the game as as a different artist. You know, you you gotta come in as a unique figure. You know, you can't be a riding the coattails of you know certain trends and what's popping at the moment. I feel as if once you step into this industry, you know, you really gotta step in as yourself. So you know that that's that's pretty much a summary of kind of how I could explain my art. You know, just right. I, I'm I'm just I step right into it, and you know, like like the main thing about it is this: I'm I'm a super. Uh, I'm really into being innovative as an artist. Yeah. And I feel as if like, yeah, you'll find, you'll find some artists like that, you know, that want to push the boundary and, you know, trying to fuck with different influences and different sounds. But at the same time, um, they don't really accomplish it the right way without kind of stealing someone else's, you know, style or certain, you know, type of flavor. And, and I understand mm-hmm. that, but for me, man, influences and kind of creating your own sound is like the ultimate fucking thing you know that that's that's just who i am as an individual and as an artist and you know that's what i try to share you know within my music and and i hope that you hear that you know of multiple different influences throughout right right now that's that's real talk man so um tell us a little bit how you got into it you know like what what motivated you to start you know being a musician shit man uh like i said i started young so i was like 14 but my my two older brothers actually were in the underground scene for about I say ten years themselves, and you know they had they had their own little following. You know they they were doing pretty good. They got some success, and I kind of saw it unfold around me at a young age. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you know is this something I want to do or at least try? I was I was very young at the same time, but yeah. you know I was like yeah you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna try this shit. I was actually gonna be a DJ, you know <laughs> yeah I was gonna be a DJ and. Like I said, I was still young, so there's all these different things, you know, you might want to be and shit. But when it come, when it really came down to it, you know, I started just recording my own music, you know, and I fell in love. And like right, right when I started recording, I was like, wow, you know, this is it. I never, I never looked back. So, you know, that's kind of just how I really, you know, got into it. You know, influence from my brothers, of course, but you know, once I stepped in, I was in. Right. Right, you know, and that's always good, you know. I mean, being a DJ isn't that bad either, you know. No, yeah, really yeah, that's cool. what's up. Being a DJ, really being a DJ is dope, but you know, just that love for making music, it's it's different, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, totally understand that. Um, do you have any like major influences, like 
people that you lo- looked up to in a way, you know, like besides your brothers, you know, because I, I, yeah, I know you looked up to them, you know, like oh they they're doing this, I should start doing it. Mm-hmm. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, like oh you took this this type of vibe or say flow from a different person, you know, because I've I've heard your music mm-hmm. and I, it's like I I had a tone to it where I'm like oh this sounds different. I haven't really heard it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I I fuck with your your music heavy. I appreciate like, it. Yeah, because what happened was I was scrolling through Instagram, and I seen there was a video of you rapping, and it was sponsored. I was like, oh, this is hard. So I liked it, and, and I saved it, you know, to, and then I was like, I'm going to contact them, because mm-hmm. it's really good music. And you ended up sending me, you know, like, you know, check your music out, and that's when I popped the question, you know, because I was like, yo, this would be a really good opportunity. But um, do you have any major influences? Like, say, because I know you're from West Coast, because mm-hmm. normally... I know a couple of people from the West Coast that they'll normally say like, "Oh yeah, like Lil Robs or like, like Cali Life Lifestyle," you know, like just like those type mm-hmm. of people inspire them and all that. But do you per se say like have any influences from like the West Coast? Or it doesn't matter, you know, from where, you know, an influence is an influence. Mm-hmm. You know, you look up to this person or try to be like, "Oh, I really, I really like this music. I'm, I'm not gonna take a whole lot, but I'm gonna take a good chunk of what they've done and try to." put into my music in a way you know yeah that's honestly exactly what i do too you know like you know when you're inspired by different artists you're obviously going to take you know bits and pieces and you know for me like i said the bits and pieces help me just kind of create my own sound but if i were to say you know my major influences you know like without these people you know my sound wouldn't be there i would um you know i have five actually there's five people that I've kind of just been holding it down for like, okay, without these five, there's no me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll go down in order dog. Cause like I, these, yeah. these five right here are just the five. I don't know if you know of them. I don't know if you've heard of them. They are, they are kind of, you know, they, they are, they are pretty underground at times, you know, they, they've had some mainstream yeah. success, but overall, um, I'll just get to it. So without this dude right here, like, yeah like this is the one that really kind of sparked me to get into that studio and just start you know making the music um i have to say travis mills i don't know if you heard of him he used to go by t mills um machine and kelly you know back in the day back in like 2010 when i was yeah. when i was like really you know uh was like yeah, finding a lot of that dat piff mixtape shit you know that's when i found yeah. it but yeah there's machine and kelly um ricky hill oh yeah for sure uh, Mickey Avalon and uh, Jameson. I don't know if you know them, but that's that's my core five right there. You know that really, yeah. you know, I took a lot of influence from to develop my sound. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard of MGK. Oh yeah, MGK for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard of Travis Mills too. He was on Wild and Out. Oh yeah, that's how I got put on. Oh, okay, yeah, that's how I got put on. Yeah, that's how I got put on. I was like, oh, fuck with his music heavy. Once I found out he was in Cali and he was in that underground scene, I was like, oh, so. This is legitimate. So, yeah, I, I've heard of both of them. I, I'll be quite honest. You know, I don't know about the other guys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but that's that's always cool. You know, I mean, every, everybody has some influences. You know, everybody's going to get their type of flow. And I wouldn't say, like, their whole flow, you know, but they're going to take, like, little chunks of pieces mm-hmm. from other people and then make it into one big thing, per se, their own their own style. You know, because it's, like, various styles. You have, like, people just got into, like, the metal rap, you know, where they scream. Yeah, that's just that's just barely really. I mean, it's been around, but it's really starting to pop off more than ever at this point. Yeah, yeah, and like, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's uh, 
all that bad, but you know, you it's like it's not it's not really something that stands with me in a way. Uh, you like understand that? Like, mm-hmm. I want to be like, oh, I'll listen to this every day. Like maybe every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Do you mainly like? Do you get a lot of hate in in a way? Do you ever receive hate? You know, I've never. Yeah, I receive hate, but it's kind of it's kind of hard to kind of think about it now because I'm kind of desensitized to that shit. You know, I like I said, I've been doing this for so you know I'm 24 at this point. I started when I was 14, and that's that's 10 years. Of course, you're gonna receive a lot of hate between that time, especially if you know if you're you know if you're getting some success and you know there's a lot of people out there that envy a lot of people out there that just want to hate for no reason. But I, like I said, I'm kind of desensitized to it, so it doesn't really affect me if I see it here and there. But yeah, you know, it'll happen, but not, but not like super crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. you got anything to say, man? Yeah, uh, I had a question. So, like, uh, what what are your uh, your future plans when it comes to music? Shit. Well, my future plans, as far as you know, as far as music goes, obviously, you know, reaching the pinnacle of success for me. You know what I mean? But you know, not only as an artist, I actually have um, I actually have this company. It's called Copot Media. And what I'm trying to do is build a platform for independent musicians or, or actually not even just musicians of artists of all forms. You know, whether you're a painter, whether you're a filmmaker, director, whatever, you know, and I want this platform to be built for for these independent creators to remain independent. You know what I mean? Like without the shackles of fucking labels getting in the way or, you know, long-term long-term contracts which fucking shelve you or you know you end up becoming a slave to the industry so i'm trying to revolutionize the way the industry is built you know it takes time you can't you can't just you know you know do it overnight but with this company that's kind of the ultimate goal for music for my music and just for music in general what i'm trying to do is establish something that really changes the narrative you know with uh with how music is kind of ran from a corporate standpoint, because corporate fucks everything. You know what I mean? Like corporate kills everything. There's people making there's people making little to no money getting Spotify, you know, getting their Spotify streams. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of wild to think like that, you know, that these companies are just, you know, hounding all this cash and the, and the people who are actually working, you know, to get these artists, to get these fans, make it, making them money are the ones that are kind of, you know, getting the short end of the stick. So, you know, I'm trying to change that. Right, right. Totally agree with that. And like after like, you know, you're out there and like you're like doing like good, do you have like any plans of possibly like uh doing tours in the future or anything like that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I'm I mean I've been doing shows I've been doing shows for years. As far as tours go, oh. that's always been that's always been the goal, you know, to to really, you know, go to different states and just really showcase my work, you know. In, in, in different places but at the same time yeah like tour is something i kind of want to do 2021 you know i'm I'm really i actually have an album coming out in november on november 27th it's called nocturnal and i'm planning on doing a tour i know with everything going on in the world shit's crazy i'm hoping 2021 you know things might work out but yeah i'm planning actually a tour for for next year for sure yeah if you come to the east coast you know and you happen to come around us mm-hmm. hook us up Definitely love to go. Oh yeah, no doubt, bro. No doubt. That'd be hard, you know. Because I mean, I, I'm personally on always like if if somebody shows me the love, I'll show them the love back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been I've always been that type of person. You know, like 
even if I get hated on in a way, I'll still show the love. I'll be like, you know what? Even if you don't want to do this, I hope your music goes well. You know, like in that sense, you know, because I've been rejected on, on the on this podcast. You know, I've had a couple people that said no, and I've always said, you know, oh, well, that's all. That's all good. You know, I hope your music goes well and that you have a good career. You know, I never wish the worst on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I'm always like, okay, you know, if they show me the love, of course I'm going to show the love back, and and any way I can help, you know, because. It's not just a, a one person thing, you know. I know people try to think like, oh, like see if I can make it on my own without having to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But getting that help is, is a lot of is like really big, you know. That's that's why the whole podcast is here, the whole part, the whole reason of the podcast, you know, just to you know, put light on <clears throat> really, really good artists out there. And I wouldn't say like, oh, they have to be this good to be on. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you want to be out there and you're showing the work and you're really trying, then. You know, everybody deserves a fair shot at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really trying at it because I've had a couple guys that, quite frankly, you know, they're they're starting from nowhere and they're they're, they're trying as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my whole goal. You know, just try. You know, to to show the love in, in every single possible way that I can. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know the thing yeah. is, man, like that it'll be reciprocated too one day. Like you don't know who you have on this podcast right now. You feel me? Like, yeah. you don't know, like, five years from now, the, whoever you got on, you know, they're on, you know, at that point. You don't, you know, so it's kind of like you're giving them a platform, um, you know, for their for their first time to actually be able to share their stories, share who they are. And, you know, you're supporting what they do. You know, like I said, that that love will be returned because you were the first one to kind of give them that opportunity. So that's what's up, man. I, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I like I like uh, I like your movement. You know, and I really appreciate you coming on because, I mean, like I said, I've I've had a lot of people reject it, you know, and and that's always fun, you know. Rejection is always going to come, you know. Failure always comes in the way, but it's always about keep keep going, you know, if, under any circumstance, you know, because there, I mean, there there's going to be days, you know, where people don't want to do it, you know, do anything at all, you know, they feel like they want to quit, you know, because like, what's the point to it? But then, you know, you once you realize like what's really the point, and, and you start thinking like, oh man, you know, then keep showing effort everything's gonna come back to you it's just karma yeah you know? exactly leaving karma heavy because it really does happen it's true like my dad gave me that life lesson you know if you disrespect somebody don't expect that they're gonna respect you back you better believe that somebody else is gonna disrespect you oh, that's yeah. facts facts it always happens that's facts yeah man yeah. so how, how was it growing up in the west coast you know like i mean for you for you personally you know because you grew up shit i mean yeah i mean it it was cool it was cool it was it was all right man like i mean as an artist you just just life in general like what what you mean by that you mean just like you know aside from me being an artist or just yeah okay you know how was it growing up in cali okay i I mean it's been it's been cool cali's cali man like yeah like you've been like you said you've been out here you lived out here but you know when you grow up out here it's kind of like all you know, and you're just kind of used to it, you know, just like any place, just like any place you grow up. It's like, yeah, you know, like it was cool, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was all right. But I, I will say, you know, California just it just has so many opportunities as far as music right. goes. So it was yeah. like, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of opportunities that I was able to come across, you know, just right. by grinding myself. But but just because a lot of these people are out here at the same time, though, um, I really never depended on people. And everything that I've done has been, you know, 100% me. I've never had a manager. I've never had a tour booker. I've never had 
producers. I never had none of that engineer, nothing photographer, yeah. videographer. I did everything and I still do everything. I'm, I'm my own graphic designer. I'm my own fucking boss. Like, and that's not even in a cliche way, but for real, like when you beat, when you become your own boss, you don't have to depend on these fucking people, you know, who might potentially bring you down or, you know, don't have the work ethic or the drive you have. And, you know, like, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented individuals out here, but just because there's a lot doesn't mean, you know, they all have that, you know, that real drive to be successful. Yeah, I get that. Like, and I totally agree with that because then, you know, how are you going to let something affect you like that? You know, like some persons are going to be like, oh, okay, you know, like someday you want to shoot, let's per se, a video, you know, a video, videographer doesn't want to do it. You know, that, that, that's it. <laughs> hey, I went, I went through this shit. That's, uh, that's literally, you know, I like, I speak from experience when that shit happens. Cause like, you know, there's been a lot of opportunity where I'm like, I have to depend on someone and someone doesn't come through or, you know, if I need if I need this song mixed and mastered by a certain date and they can't do it for another, you know, month or whatever, you know, people got people got different shit on their plate. And I understand that. But it's much better to just, you know, be in control of everything that you're doing. You know, it makes it much easier to be successful, too, because, you know, it's up to you. You know, you don't got to depend on nobody. Right, right. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how society works nowadays with that when it comes to that. I mean, if. I totally agree with the whole independent thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I feel like it's, how, how do I say this? It's like, it's very beneficial in a way, you know? It, it really does benefit one person, you know, because some people like to work alone, but then you're always going to need that tiny bit of help, you know? Yeah. Because you can't really make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you could. Everybody can make it up, you know, by themselves, but, um, it's like you need that help there, you know, in a way, you know, you, you need to get your name out there in, in a sense, you know, and there's always people around to help. And then once you want to do something, you know, uh, like if you have a friend, you know, a videographer and they're always down, you know, like, oh, can I ask you for a favor? You do this for that and that like that's that's always good. You know, that's always a benefit mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I, I was kind of like I was kind of forced to to really learn all this, you know, because I didn't have the friend with the camera. I didn't have the friend, you know, who had this and that. So it was like, you know, I either stay in the same type of spot and like, keep in mind, like I said, I was young, I was very young, but I knew if this is what I really wanted to do, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't just, you know, make a friend that could do this and that, or just depend on anyone who could do that. So I really had to just get, get to that shit and just start learning everything from scratch and now you know i i'm i really appreciate it because i'm just like damn you know i don't i really don't need to depend on nobody recently recently i was thinking about getting a manager and um and i don't know why it it really came to me i was just like man do i need a manager at this point i really felt like i did i don't know why i just i I felt like okay it's time i i I don't want to be representing myself every occasion you feel me like but I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try it. And this was someone, uh, this was someone I, I knew, and I was, I was pretty com- confident in them, like you know, doing this role. But at the same time, as as kind of the weeks go on, I realized, like, wow, you know, I'm pretty much doing the same shit they are, you know, and they're doing it on their time. So I kind of, you know, I kind of had to end that pretty quick. But yeah, man, I feel you on just, you know, you can't just, you can't just depend on nobody. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, you yeah, anything so like, uh, do you feel like uh, your music tells a certain like story about your life, like any challenges you faced while you were like coming up, in, like your music career? Definitely, definitely. I feel all of my music. That, that's one thing I want to address. All of my music is straight from experience. Um, you'll never hear anything that's you know exaggerated or anything that's just like okay obviously he don't live that lifestyle you're never gonna hear that shit it's always 100 percent, and that's just who i am as an artist like when i write I, I couldn't i couldn't fabricate lyrics you know even if i wanted to it's hard for me to you know you can't write fake shit for me i can't so everything is just you know how i'm feeling personally you know like i said experiences that i went through and essentially everything that i make is about that you know whether it's heartbreaks whether it's you know real life real life problems it's always going to be um it's always going to be authentic right right yeah so i totally get that i mean that's a lot of people they tend to exaggerate nowadays you know they'll, they'll say a lot of dumb shit you know just because you know big name rappers say this you know this funny shit you know yeah and i mean yeah i get it some some i've actually gone through but some others just like claim it you know but i i tend to i'm more I tend to lean lean more on the side of people that actually rap about the real shit. Mm-hmm. Don't cap a lot, you know. Like that's that's not don't it's not it's not respectful, you know. In a sense, yeah. it's very disrespectful to the people that have actually gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that that's how it's always yeah, is. Exactly. Every time somebody actually raps about the real stuff, you know, I tend to be like, I'm gonna respect that person. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Like, it's. I mean, I understand it. You know, you can make a you can make a a pretty fire song you know rapping about shit you ain't been through but you know what i mean like at the end of the day who are you as a person who are you as an artist like you know it's crazy because once once those songs pop off you see it all the time you know these young artists you know they get their clout and shit you know they get their they get their record on the radio and they start doing these interviews and they're like okay if you did this did that they're like nah you know that's not my lifestyle but it's like damn you know you're just you know what happened to the kind of respect of you know every, what you write about should be true, and, that, and that's just how it is. So I, yeah, I agree with you on that. What you write about should be one hundred percent true, but for some people, you know, it is what it is. You know, I ain't gonna, you know, hate on it. Whatever they want to do. All right. I mean, it's always, it's always supposed to be love, you know. And I always tend to say that I mean, you you always show love to everybody. It's it's never supposed to be hate. And I'm more of that type of person. I lean, I always lean on like always be respectful to the other person. Don't ever show the disrespect, you know, because it's gonna come back eventually. And I mean, it doesn't matter what it is because I'm I'm gonna be quite honest, you know. I listen to almost every genre of music besides country and classical. Mm-hmm. Mango cap. I like indie a lot. That that genre indie, you know, because I'm a very I'm very into guitars and all that. Okay. And I listen to a lot of that, you know, and I've I found a lot of artists, you know, that I like, and I like I'll, I'll pull to like YouTube and look at the comment section, like so much hate. And I always hate that, you know, because you don't know how much time these people have devoted into making this music just for you to, just for somebody that hasn't done that, for them to say something like that. You know, I hate that. It's just, it's the worst. It's like a, a, a feeling that, like, wow, you know, why does society have to be like this? That's that's true, and and it's crazy because they'll never understand. You know, it's like, you know, whether you know they make music or not, some do, some don't. Who throw out those hate comments, but. You know, for anyone who just works hard at anything, right? Like, just just the blatant, the blatant 
fuck you is kind of just it's, it's kind of normalized you know like if you don't fuck with something it's like nah this shit garbage that shit might be garbage to you but that shit ain't garbage to everyone yeah yeah there's a level yeah it's, music is subjective where it's like everyone's gonna have an opinion but i think at the end of the day opinions opinions are only opinions and when it comes down to the authenticity of the music and if and if it is good, like yeah, everyone has different tastes. But if it is good, I think you should at least appreciate it. Just respect the fact you don't gotta like it. But if you could appreciate someone's effort and work into making it, then that just makes you a better person. Right. Yeah, I agree with that all the way. That's all. I mean, I just always say you know society's really gone into a place where it's like there's always hate. It's always hate. It's dark right different. now, especially yeah. these days. Oh, yeah, especially these days. I mean, you can't really do anything about it. I mean, it's just crazy, you know, because then you, you have all these people, like, people just, and they don't have nothing to do anymore, so they just go, they listen to one thing. Like, oh, damn, you know, like, this guy's trash. This guy's mm-hmm. trash. You know, can't do anything. You know, he's not good at it. And then that, I mean, pers- I, I wouldn't say, you know, it brings them down, but it, it gives them, like, that little feeling, you know, like, damn. You know, it's like, there's a person in this world that really doesn't appreciate what I'm trying to do. You know, because a lot of people try to spread a message mm-hmm. in your music. For me, anything they do, you know, art, painting, whatever, you know, there's always, I feel like there's always a message through whatever is being made. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you if you understand what I'm saying. You know, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. There, there is always a message. and But it depends on, on who it is, though. Like, I think you could tell the message because obviously there's just the ones who hop on a beat and just, you know, say what they want to say. So, like, yeah. fuck it. But... Yeah, like when you could really tell those who are really appreciating their craft and putting in a thousand percent effort into making something that's just unique and organic, like you see that shit. But then you also see the people that are just, you know, doing nothing with it. You could do whatever you want. But like, you know, when you truly separate someone who's just recording to an artist, it's very obvious. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. agree that. So. I want to get a little bit into um, the EP that you released during the summer, a bummer. I I listened to it, smacks. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, it really smacks, bro. The song that I really wanted to get into, well, I would I would say I would get into all the songs, but I found more interest in the features that you did. You know, like how how is it? You're an independent artist. How Mm. is it when it comes to having a feature? Like, I don't know how if I'm saying it right. I don't want to be disrespectful. No, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. KG, yeah, KG, KG, yeah, yeah. Like, how how is it being an independent artist and then having features, you know, with with another artist, you know? Uh, you know, personally, man, I like I've always hated features. To be honest with you, yeah, I never, I never was really into features until you know I started. You know, like I said, I, I think I, I think I mentioned it earlier. I wanted to be kind of in control of everything, and that included who's on my songs, like. It had to just be me or, you know, you no one's going to be on it. it ain't coming out. And, and that's kind of how my mindset was. And the last couple of years, I started opening up like, hey, you know, there's there's a lot of talented artists out there. And let's just see, you know, let's combine some sounds. Let's do some different shit. And I started kind of opening up myself to be like, yeah, you know, this is I want to work with more people. And yeah. for me, for me, as far as getting in touch, it's been kind of, you know, it's pretty easy. You know, if you really fuck with them and, you know, it's mutual respect and it's not you know, on some, you know, oh, let me just work with you type shit. No, it, like it's, it's, if it's mutual and it's something that, hey, we could actually make something dope together, then that's how it has to be. So for me, yeah, if you, doing features these days has been pretty, been pretty all right. 
Um, and yeah, and since you said you were talking about uh, a new album coming out, is that album gonna have any features? Or that? Yeah, yeah, that album will have features actually. Okay, that that's what's up. Um, I noticed that you have a debut album already. It came out in twenty nineteen, if I'm not mistaken. Or was that meant to be an EP or is it an actual an actual album? No, yeah, that's uh, that was actually my debut album. Okay, and how how was it? You know, I mean. There's always a little, I feel like, personally, I, for an artist, you know, like, there's always a little bit of, like, tense going up into, like, going into, like, a debut album, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a big thing, you know, it's like a, an accomplishment, you know, like, you're releasing your first big piece of music, you know, because it's not just one song, it's a various number of songs, and, you know, I mean, people always worry about the ratings, you know, that's just, that's just something, you know, it's like, how many people are gonna like it? How many people aren't gonna like it? You know, mm-hmm. when you released your album, how how were you feeling in in the sense where like how you were gonna do with it? Shit, to be honest with you, man, when I released that, I was I was mentally and emotionally exhausted by the time I was ready to release it. I was, you know, I really I put in so much, like I do with everything, you know, with everything when it comes to my music and my company, I put in a thousand percent effort and. Whether that's like, you know, I'm being real with you, man. Whether that's like sometimes forgetting to eat, sometimes forgetting to drink, just in the studio all day, just working my ass off on this shit. Right. And so by the time it, w- it came to release date for, for Gloom Boy, which was the album, um, I was just like, I was not feeling it. I'm being real. Like, I wasn't, not that I wasn't feeling the music itself. I was just wasn't, I, I had peaked. You feel me? I was just like, damn, finally, let's get this out. But, you know, once it came out and... You know, I really had time without, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't change it no more. So I had time to really just listen to it and enjoy it, you know, without judging it so much. Cause that's, I guess, I guess every artist tends to do that, especially me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist that when I'm really, when I'm making music, I, you'd be surprised how many songs I hate. You know what I mean? Most of sure. my songs I, I'll hate, I like, I'll hate them before I release it. So, right. you know, for this project, finally kind of let so much out and then really take a listen once it was released it it felt like a weight off my back and you know i i don't know i just it was very well acclaimed from my fans and 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 it was very different you know it was very different in like if i'm considering my whole catalog it's always changed but for me personally i don't know why i i didn't want to always get too personal there was something about that i felt like privacy as not just an artist, but as a person was important. And I feel like if I go over that boundary and just really allow people into, into my life, you know, there's more room for judgment, more room for this, you know, they'll always get, you know, the way people perceive you changes. And I was just like, why the fuck am I worried about it? You know, and I just went into this writing process. I'm just like, I'm going to just let it all out. And I actually had a project prior to that, that was an EP and it was called somewhere in California. And I released it in 2018 and the last song on that project was called The Loner's Club. And when I wrote this song, you know, I was really going through it. And I wanted to kind of shed shed more light onto who I am as a person, you know, even though people knew it, but, you know, they didn't really get to see my layers, you know, the depth of an actual person. So I was like, man, I'm going to really let it out. And on The Loner's Club, I kind of let it out. I, sh- I showed people like, hey, you know, whatever I come out with next, it's not going to be what you're used to. And that's kind of what I, I, that was the introduction to the album that would eventually come out, which would be Gloom Boy. So, yeah. but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much how I was feeling, 
you know, when it was released mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. You know, everything starts from somewhere. You know, just gotta kind of got gotta express it in a way. Um, I I I've noticed that. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, company wise, is is it like how how does it work? Like, are you signing people to to your company, or is it like all they they're I wouldn't say that they're, they're like automatically. They have to sign a contract. Let's go. You know, you're getting paid. You know, um, how, how does it work in a way? You know, like if, so so yeah, there is contractual agreements, and that's yeah. basically that's there because we're gonna put in so much effort as a company into whoever, like whether it's an artist, graphic designer. You know, our effort is gonna be there, but that contract binds you know someone to also put in that effort together. But the thing is, these contracts aren't you know. They aren't label contracts. They aren't, you know, things that are going to tie you down. Um, they're very short term. Like I'm talking months. So say, say, say we want to sign someone and we, we could sign them for just an EP deal, you know, three to four songs, yeah. or we could yeah. sign them to a single deal. You know, we, we're, we're trying to do things different where you remain independent. Right. You know, you continue to be yourself as an artist. You have total creative freedom here, but let's do it in a way where, we could you could still be independent but let's try to give it that mainstream appeal like not be not to conform to mainstream meaning but when i say mainstream i mean let's get more eyes on this shit you know what i mean that that, that's kind of what i'm trying to do is bring alternative alternative media that's kind of how i how i want to describe my company it's it's the alternative of what you see you know cult pop is actually pop culture backwards so that oh, that yeah. was like my whole intention was like let's let's flip this shit upside down and let's show people what unique you know talented artists that you don't see often you know you'll you'll see Sony or you know Warner that they'll, they'll sign the next big pop star okay cool we've seen the next big pop star ten times how about the next fucking big you know multi genre blending fucking pop star you've never seen that shit so that's right. what we're trying to really you know show to the world and including myself with my music. But yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of a glitch there. You cut out for like a good second. Okay, you cut out for a second, but um, yeah. Well, honestly, man, let me just be quite honest here. If you're ever looking for somebody, you know, to interview anybody that you want, because I mean, I, I I never like tend to say like oh like oh I should take advantage of the moment, but at the same time, I'm like this intrigues me so much. Like I'm so intrigued right now, like. I like I always say, you know, I want to show the love, and that's that's what I've always been on, you know. And I don't I don't do anything for for the pay, you know. I'm not really into the money. It's not something that I need at, at a point in my life, you know. I work, I I get my money a different way, but mm-hmm. I always try to show the support and I always try to help out other people. So, quite frankly, honestly, man, like we can get that into, we can get into that a little bit more later, um, via text. But yeah, um, well, that's always good. You is it just you that's running the company, or do you have a, a friend or any, any anybody helping you out? Yeah, I actually have. I have a few people in this company, and um, you know, as far as it it's going right now, it's it's a small team of about five to six. Yeah, including I mean, I could include the because we also have interns that are remote but I don't really include them into the main staff of the company yeah. because it's, it's very different on how they work for us. But as far as like the company itself, yeah, it's a small team right now, but 
we do have locations, you know, it's a West Coast location. Then we got a location in the East Coast, you know, near Philly. So we have someone who's also running a cold pop out there to spread awareness. It's harder to really spread awareness in the East Coast with only one person, you know, trying to really develop something. But, you know, he's doing his thing. Right, right. I totally get that. No, yeah, I I understand that. I mean, gas start from somewhere, you know, but nothing's really given. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I totally understand it when it comes to some people, you know, like, okay, they're giving this and that. But they aren't giving other things. You know, you could you could be a kid with the most wealthiest parents, but once you step out into the real world, you aren't you aren't given the respect, you know, because they'll probably all oh, this is a spoiled brat. You know, you don't know how these people grew up, so you don't have the respect exactly. from them. Exactly. You're not you're not giving everything. So yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I see how, how that works. Um as you move forward, you know, as the company starts getting bigger, you know, I I I mean, personally, have you seen are you into the money? Are you really interested in the money in a, in a way? Or is, does music come from, like, pure passion? It comes from pure passion. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, you can't, for me, you can't do this for 10 years and, you know what I mean, and not have that passion, that fire. You go through so much and just, you know, with life in general, you could, you know, the life struggles in general, and you tie that in with, you know, trying to pursue something, that to many people is a one in a million dream. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure you go through and a lot of people look at you like, but it's all right. Cause at the end of the day, if, if you're really, you know, if you're really putting the right amount of effort, the right amount, you know, you have the right people around you and you're really pushing the envelope, you know what I mean? Like you're going to, you're going to be successful. You know, time, timing is everything. Obviously you have to have the talent you have, you know, that's, Anyone could develop, you know, maybe more skills to get better, but talent is 100% you need, but talent isn't everything. I think, I think you've heard that all saying, you know, there's talent, but then there's the work behind it. I, I see so many talented people, man, that they don't do shit. You know, I'm just like, damn, man, imagine if they, you know, if they really put in, you know, this crazy amount of effort to be successful and not just in music, just in general, you know, like, they could really change their own narrative, but people, you know, in this society, it breaks you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want you to become a statistic. You got to do this. You got to do that. I didn't go to college. I don't believe in college. I don't believe in school. I don't believe in other than, you know, yeah, high school and whatnot. Cool, cool. But, you know, when it comes to college and whatnot, I don't I don't believe in that in that part of the education system. I, I feel I feel as if it's just robbing you of not only your present, you know, as being young, but it's robbing you of your future as far as boxing you in right off the bat to conform, like you got to conform. I'm a non-conformist. I don't believe in that shit. I don't believe in structure in anything unless it's the structure you build. Right. So that's kind of how I see things. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, I can see how that works to be honest. Um, yeah. Everything, everything you said up to this point, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, uh, the per se perspective is, it's very different, you know, because I, I always tend to like see people and other people really do it just for the money. You know, I, I've met a lot of people that have honestly, you know, said like, hey, you know, like I'm just really into like the fact that I want to make it out of here and I want to get mm-hmm. this money and all that. But then it's like, I don't I don't notice the passion, you know, like the passion about I really want to make music. I really want to spread a message in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's very rare, but you don't really come across those people, you know, that I really have true passion. In making music, and besides music, 
do you have any side hobbies? Just personally, like, do you have any advices? Shit, like I said, man, I've done, you know, I had to learn a lot of shit. So, you know, graphic design, I, I'm a photographer, videography. I do, I do pretty much, you know, everything as far as, you know, a, from a creative standpoint. Right, right. So, but I mean, my efforts are so, are always put into that. So I don't even see them as like hobbies or anything. They're always kind of, you know, at the main source of my music or my company. So it's kind of just something I do, you know what I mean? That's other than music. Right. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, if you if you don't mind me asking, you know, it's it's totally cool if you don't want to answer. But I, I know there's like a, everything you have to somewhat fund what you're doing. You know, like I I think that's just logic at this point. Like, mm-hmm. what what do you do? You know, besides or do you get majority of your money from just music? Wise? Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. A lot of it. Some of it is from music, of course, but there's a lot of it. Like I said, I I had to learn a lot. So I'm able to be, you know, a freelance photographer, freelance videographer for people who need it. You know what I mean? That's that's another way I'm able to make some money as far as even doing graphic design logos for people also making money. So it's kind of like I'm doing a lot of freelance work through creativity, which I'm able to fund whatever I need, you know, at the end of the day. And then I also, you know, we sell apparel. Uh, uh, at Cold Pop as well, which is also funds uh funds a lot for us. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's always good. You know. I mean, it's always. I I wouldn't say you know it's. It, I mean, personally, it's bad. You know, just to take money from other people, you know, and use it to fund yourself. You know, if you're gonna start something, you better, better get your ass up and you know start doing something. You know, start start doing something with who you are and make sure you fund it yourself. You know. Like, yeah, like I said, it's always good to have the help, but you know, mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's got to be by you, by your own decisions, what you do. Um, so I, I, I heard you mention that you know you're not, you don't really agree with, with school, you know. So how how far did you make it? Did you graduate? Or- no, no, I, I, I graduated high school. I gra- I graduated high school. When I say I don't agree okay. with school, like, yeah. you know, it's not. It's not your buy all end all. You feel me? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of it, but it depends on who you are. For me, for me, like I'm gonna just speak for me because I can't speak for everybody. I believe school is not right for me. I am, you know, like yeah, yeah. You and I'm talking to high school. You know, you go through the that's going through the motions. I'm talking about you know furthering schooling after you graduate and you know a lot of people they want to they have aspirations to do you know become lawyer you know engineer whatever they want to do i didn't really see that fit the mold of who i am as a person one i don't i don't like authoritative figures i believe that they box you in and you know i I just i don't like cookie cutter you feel me i need to be something where it needs to be fucking free as a person because that's just who i am so one i couldn't really conform to having a boss so that's why i had to create you know my own company and i i made i've had several companies you know that i that i was able to you know make good money on but at the same time it was not about the money ultimately it's about just the freedom of being you know creatively embedded into whatever i want to do and no one getting in the way of that like so many times there's people who got in the way of what i wanted to achieve and that was just something I couldn't, you know, continue to carry on. So, you know, for me and, you know, I know it's kind of off the topic of school, but just in general, I did not like having other influences on what I should or shouldn't do. You know, ultimately, it's always going to be up to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree with you, Sebi, because, you know, me personally, when the fuck am I going to use molar mass, you know? Like, people say, like, oh, you can use everyday life, you know? Like, I'm, I'm being taught something that I have no interest in. And, I, I mean, it's beneficial, you know? Like, you'll grow up, and then, like, people can ask you, and be like, oh, I remember this. Like, I know. You know, but it's not it's not something that it's per se I, I want to do. You know, it's like it's kind of a waste of time in a sense. You know, because you could be you could be learning something completely that you want to do. You know, but you, instead you're forced to listen to this by this authority figure exactly. that you might not even and, know. And the you know, agendas, you know, man, know, like you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will break you. You, you, I mean, you can't say that for everyone, but there's people who will break you because. You know, they're not in that position or they wish they could have did this or that, you know, so they'll mold, they'll mold your influence into something more, you know, like I said, boxed in something where, oh, this is more realistic. That's not realistic. You know what I mean? They kind of broken people break others. And that's why. And there's a lot of broken people in this fucking world. So it's hard to really trust opinions. You know what I mean? To really genuinely trust opinions. Yeah, I have people that I trust, like genuinely trust. But it's very hard to to come across those people. It's a very rare thing, you know. Right. No, I totally, I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. You can't really speak for others. You no, know, because everybody's different. You know, like the fact that my, I've always heard the saying, you know, there's a uh, whatever you're good at, there's always a better man behind it, you know, or just a better person behind it in general. You know, you you could be, you could think you're like per se. Oh, you're the greatest mm. photographer of all time, you know. But someday there's gonna be somebody better than you. Someday, yeah, it's eventually gonna happen, you know. That's yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, I, in the moment, in the moment, if you feel what you, if you absolutely believe, you know, and you're convicted by your own words, man, then yeah, I, I feel like everyone has the opportunity to feel what they want to feel about what they are and what they can accomplish and who they are, but. Yeah, everything, everything hits a peak eventually. You know what I mean? Like everyone gets older. Some, you're not going to stay rapping. You're not going to stay making music for, you know, six years. You feel me? It, it's always going to change. You know, there's always going to be someone who outdoes you. And I don't know if it really, if it's someone who outdoes another or is it just a different time? I think times change and it kind of, you know, what's popping or, or what's kind of happening in that certain moment is kind of the the peak. And then, you know, there's another era that kind of follows through. Great. No, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, also, like, you're, you're 10 years deep into, you know, mm-hmm. writing music, you know, and being an independent artist. Um, what, honestly, what do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you see, do you see yourself still doing this? Or in well, a way, you know, like, like doing something else? As far as, as far as making music, I see myself making music from a I, I don't know from like a yeah. different standpoint though obviously it's not going to be you know I'm young right now I don't know you know I'm making I'm making music that's for now you know I don't I don't know what I'm going to make when I'm 30 something you feel me but how I kind of project the next 10 years I know it's for sure I'm going to be you know it's going to be more or less my company you know that's why the seeds are planted now because you know in 10 years it's going to be where my company's at you know, when I'm kind of stepping away from maybe rapping and, ma- and making the music like that, maybe getting more into producing and, you know, which I already do, but kind of experimenting with other things. And I think that's OK. You know what I mean? Once 
once you've kind of fulfilled and accomplished what you wanted to, and then, you know, you kind of move on, not, not entirely, but you, you move, you move on to some, another passion, a new passion. So for me, you know, right now, I'm as close as I've ever been to, you know, reaching where I need to, you know, where I need to be. You know, they say that overnight success, some people you see overnight success, but most of the time that shit is a 10 year grind. And, you know, it's only overnight to people that don't know the person, you know what I mean? Because, you know, once they, once they get thrown in the limelight, no one's going to know this person. So it's always going to look overnight, but yeah, man, like how I would, how I would look at it is, you know, in 10 years, I'll just, I'll, I'll probably have another passion that's obviously in the spectrum of creativity, but you know, that's, that's kind of how I see myself. Right. Right. I get that. Um, so, um, like, do you have any, like, uh, anything to say to like upcoming rappers that you wish uh, others would have told you when you were, when you first started? Um, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the, my best word of advice is really don't take nobody's advice. You know, as contradicting as that is, everyone's going to have a different, a different outlook on who you are, different perspective on who you are. And I just think it's better to 100% believe in your abilities to accomplish what you want to make. Don't get stagnant. Don't think that, you know, you're, you're pulling a thousand views and you're the shit. You know what I mean? Don't, don't get there. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta truly remain humbled, remain confident though. Don't, don't be humbled and, and scared of, of, of your craft. Remain, you know, humble, but very confident in what you're doing. And yeah, you know what I mean? Just other others, you could take my advice, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, to what you really want. My advice, like my advice shouldn't do nothing for you. You know, that, that that's kind of how I see things. I don't like, you know, some people will be like, oh, well, you know, this advice was good. So now I could, you know, do this. You know, you if you wanted it, you should already thought that. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, don't take advice that you feel will influence any major decisions. You know what I mean? Like if someone says stop making music, don't take that advice. You know what I mean? Like because that, that, that's that's just saying, hey, let me fucking strip your dreams and send you to the fucking factory line. Like, nah, that's not how that shit's supposed to be. At the end of the day, live with confidence, put in the right amount of work and effort, and just see it play out. But don't look back 20 years from now wishing that you could have and you didn't. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. That speaks on real truth right there because a lot of people have to understand that, you know, there's always a hard reality. You know, it's a harsh reality to everything, you know. It, you're not so always supposed to depend on staying back, you know, and always like, oh, everything's going to come to me the specific way. Because it's not. It's really not. Everything's going to come harsh. You're going to get in a, you're gonna get in a, uh, rejected. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times where you want to give up. You know, there might be times where if you're really into it, you know, like, you might cry. You know? That's just being yeah. human. That's just being human. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah. The thing about being human is um, humans like order. They expect mm-hmm. this to happen in a specific way. You know, that's just I think I, oh, my everybody bad, my is. Bad. Go on. I mean, I, I, heard no, I was just going to say, I think that's yeah, more go ahead, go ahead, society, go ahead. though, the order and the structure. 
I feel like humans in general, we're more free. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. The structure of society, what makes us, you know, not all of us, but a lot of people semi brainwashed into thinking that this is what you have to do, you know? Right. Yeah. You, I mean, everybody's grew, grew up in a specific way, you know, and they, they've gotten so hooked onto it that they believe that all this is correct and this is how I should roll because this is the way I was taught. You know, mm-hmm. I, t- I totally agree with with that. And yeah, the we like humans are, are more free. You know, like I, I totally agree with that too. That people are free and that they they tend to do what they want. But some people are so I've been so in a way been brought up in a very specific way in such a harsh way that they know nothing. Yeah. but and I and I what they've been and shown and taught, like yeah. You know? At the end of the day. You know, there's an exception for that, but that those yeah, those are the people that are hard to kind of configure. You feel me? Like to kind of look at different perspectives, and you can't really fault them for that either. But at the same time, if you continue, if or if they continue, because at the end of the day, life is not going to always box you in. You have an opportunity as you as you become an adult and you grow into an adulthood. Like you have an opportunity to really become who you want to be as a person. And I feel like taking childhood traumas or, you know, life life issues that, that you grew up with into, you know, adulthood as you're continuing to grow, you know, I, I just feel that that's going to really determine your future as far as how your perspective will be. Because it, when you take that, that's always going to be baggage for life. Regardless, it's going to be there for life. Yeah. Bringing in. Uh, was I cutting off, man? Yeah. I don't know if I was cutting. So. Uh, no, okay. you, you were good. You were good. You were good. We we heard you all the way. So yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, everything, everything said. It's always. I mean, everybody should with that. And you know, we always tend to say we always like to switch it up. So we're gonna switch it up a bit. You know, just like you know, it's always good to have fun. You know, always have nice to have a little conversation. Yes. So. Sports fan, basketball. That's what my sport. Most all the way. NBA though. I'm not. I'm not a big all the uh, way college college basketball fan. March Madness. That's cool and all, but when it comes down to everything, it's the NBA. Yeah. yeah. I did. I, did you no, no, I grew up playing basketball. Um, is it just more? I played played from when I was like thirteen. It's only like 17. I mean, as far as, you know, playing through high school and middle school, that's kind of like the time period I played. But, yeah, I like I still played after that, you know, you know, in gyms, you know, parks and whatnot. But, yeah, basketball, basketball is huge in my life, huge in my life. Yeah. 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 Toronto what Raptors. You, what team are you most 2019, 2019 champs. Van Fleet. Yeah. Yeah, you Van Fleet. I'm a, I'm a fan, fan of everybody or, on the team, but Lowry when it fan. comes, yeah, but when it comes down to my to the heart and soul, everybody it's Kyle Lowry. But Pascal Siakam is my guy. That's my guy. I know he struggled this year. That's my yep. guy, though. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. I am. Yeah, I totally saw that. You know, I mean, he he was. I don't even know, cap. He was really clutch in the finals because he he had some some really clutch plays. But I mean, really, yeah. It was for yeah, like exactly. Shot. That that shit was uh, wild. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about that, I was watching that game live too. You know, I didn't think I didn't think much of it. I was like, either Toronto's going to the finals very calm, or Philadelphia's going to the finals calm. You know, like easy blowout or something. I didn't expect it to go that. When I saw when I saw that, like I saw it hit the rim, just like going a little. Yeah, I was, I was just like, no. like, and then went back in. Man, I, I, I damn like, near broke the fucking window. I was screaming like crazy. I was like, holy shit, man, this shit. It was just. It was kind of like one of those feelings, man, because I was seeing, right. I was seeing them get their ass beat every year by LeBron, and we were we were number one seed, you know what I mean, and we we're still getting our ass beat by LeBron. It was just crazy. I was just like, is something gonna ever go right? And it went right. I was like, damn, something's happening this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt that too. And uh, besides basketball, do you have any uh, interest in like any other sports? Uh, I do have interest in them. Like, you know, I do like football every now and then. I do enjoy baseball right now with the World Series, you know, with Dodgers in there and whatnot. But, like, my main focus is basketball. Like, you know, that's something that's – I just absolutely love basketball. That That's that's pretty much what I know more about, you know, as far as anything, too. You guys, you guys know a Bleacher Report? Yeah. So this is interesting. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. For a couple years, I think it was like – I think it was like 19. I was like 19 or 20. It was like a couple years ago, like three years ago. And um, I actually was writing. I was covering the Lakers for Bleacher Report. And yeah, yeah. And you, you could find posts and whatnot. Oh. I don't know how you would find it, but I have some of those shit saved. Yeah, so I, w- I was covering the Lakers for maybe about a year and a half. Yeah, I covered oh, for Bleacher Report so just on the side. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know I would, you know, if I would get it. I know, I know how I am as a writer. That's kind of how I was able to, you know, get the role and the opportunity. But I just kind of did it for the fuck of it, to be honest with you, right. you know. And I and I got it, and you know, I I, I right. did really enjoy it. You know, I, I I loved writing, and I was writing about the Lakers. You know, like I said, I'm a Raptor fan, but I'm out here in SoCal, so. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I mean, <sighs> Lakers were 2019. I wouldn't say they were at their best. They were starting to get there, but once they got, you know, their whole squad in 2020, like free agency, I was like, oh no, it's over. And I didn't. I was like, it's maybe a ring, you know. And they ended up winning the ring, but it's not. It wasn't mm. easy, you know. You had Jimmy Butler, who's God. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I was a Miami. I want to say I was a Miami fan my whole life, but I always had a feeling I was like. When 2020 came around, I was like, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. It's like, I feel like that's going to be a cool-ass duo. But it didn't come all the way I expected it, but they still made it to the finals, and they still pushed the yeah. game six. And I was like, that's that's tough. You know, it's, they're a championship team. But, you know, in order for you to be a championship mm-hmm. team, exactly. you hey, you got to get once. your ass whooped you know? before you're a championship that's team. You know what I mean? But as far as the Lakers yeah. case, you know, that team was built yeah. to win now. So you, you kind of got to give them that. You know what I mean? They they were they got AD. You know what I mean? They were yeah. AD and LeBron. Like there was no way. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, anything happened. Anything could happen. But that they were gunning for that title. It was like we ain't gonna lose. We ain't trying to get a you know a trial one. They they really wanted that shit. Yeah, I'll talk to that. Um, oh hell have you yeah. ever heard of like hell John yeah. Morant and Zion Williamson? Like those. Oh. Do you think because many people were like, oh no, Zion should have won the, the rookie of the year, which is complete bullshit. I don't care what anybody says, he barely played five mm-hmm. games. And you have John Morant that was carrying Memphis, 
And I'm talking about yeah, and he's was what John Morant's like what nineteen on that twenty like like yeah I I think he's, I, I really think yeah, he's only 20, like nineteen 21. twenty and legitimately he deserved it over Zion yeah if Zion played not gonna lie Zion had some major games this year he probably could have got the you know the slight edge over Jaw but Jaw is something else you know maybe even then he wouldn't have won you know what I mean oh yeah because you know. That's a special talent. Right. No, I've seen that uh, for media day. I thought, uh, I think it was all-star. And they were doing rising stars. Everybody yeah. was on Zion, but nobody was on Morant. And now everybody wants to be on Morant because Morant. And he was just, the second you know, pick. It's not, like he, it's not like he didn't you know? deserve the attention. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, totally yeah, that. Yeah, he he definitely needs that attention. I mean, what I am, I'm a I'm a Tyler Hero fan all the way. Ever since he was playing high school days, I seen him on overtime, and I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a, I'm really on overtime and Bleacher Report all the time because just, they just cover a lot of sports. And so when I saw Tyler Hero for the first time, I was like, this kid's a bucket. And here here's the here's a little weird thing. When I had first seen about him, I was watching a Miami game, and I I always remember this. I was watching a Miami game, and I had just thought to myself, I was like, he'll probably be the shooting guard for Miami one day. Just like dead ass. I don't know how to be more dead ass than that. I really said he might. He might how many be years ago? The shooting guard for Miami. And look at him now. Oh, shit. This, this year, was okay. um, last Damn. year. No, no, no. Yeah, but I was thinking yeah, if it, he it was like from uh, his high school, his high school shit. Oh, yeah. No, because I had seen him when he was playing in high school. I seen him over time. But I think he, oh, okay, I, didn't, okay, okay. I saw a video of him while he was playing in high school. But yeah, yeah, and I was like, all oh, this kid, you know, yeah, the the, the lottery I hadn't even passed. You know, there was a Miami game going on, so I was like, oh, like yo, this kid's gonna be a bucket. He's gonna be a shooting guard for Miami. And it was just a random thought, you know. I was like, I never really made much of it, and I remember that I was like, I'm gonna keep this in mind. Maybe it'll, it'll become true. And when he got drafted. <laughs> By Miami and not hey, and, and he guards. and he came through though. Like, it's not you like, know he's not real. your typical like, you know just spot up corner shooter. You know oh. he's out there. He's a bucket. He's literally a bucket. Yeah, a bucket. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to express that much. Yeah, there's a lot like, of talent, man. A lot bucket. of talent, uh, especially next year. It's just gonna be wild. Lamelo coming in. Oh, yeah. yes, you got um, I'm. I feel I wouldn't say they're hyping them up too much, but people are really putting more attention to Lamelo. Like they should oh, put yeah, more attention, a, like the Cole. Anthony. I mean, like, yeah, there's always are, gonna be right. one though who's you know who's really hyped up. I'm 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 bought into that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I'm 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 totally bought into Lamelo Ball being the next the next one up. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that. I ain't gonna cap. Lamelo's really good. You know, he he played Euro League, and he did all this. He played overseas and all that. He was good overseas, you know. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, it's NBA competition. But I'm not saying he can't do it, you know. But at the same time, NBA is a whole different level. Mm-hmm. You know, NBA is the best in the world. You know, you're playing against kids, dudes that have been playing their whole lives, and you know, they did a lot to get starting positions, especially you know, and for like people like I want to say he's, he's probably gonna walk in the league and be like, oh. You know, it's going to be easy. So, like, when I play, like, at overseas, it's a whole different ball game. You know, you're playing playing six-foot-some guys, like, guys that don't play mm-hmm. around. Like, per se, Jamal Murray. Oh, he's been taking advantage of everything. 
Oh, that guy's a bucket too. He was. I wouldn't say he was carrying the Nuggets. Yeah, but just he, he, he became uh, a fucking superstar. Jokic. Jokic. You feel me? Like, and, and I even though he was already an All Star, oh, you know, yeah. prior to the to the bubble and whatnot. But when the playoffs came, man, he became. Like I didn't, you know, I thought he was good, but he's he's a superstar in my eyes at this point. Right. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. But many people like on like like ESPN take or I don't know how how you would feel about this, but many people are saying that Golden State is definitely making the playoffs next year just because Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I mean, I would I would I would lock them in for the playoffs. But I ain't locking them in top three, top four. You know, I don't know what they're gonna be. They to me personally, they seem like a like a third through six seed. You know what I mean? Like maybe, you know, maybe. But I don't see them yeah. I also see them as a second round exit, personally. You know, I don't I don't, I don't know that, that whole golden it's done. That's done. Yeah. You know, they're gonna be a good team. Like let's not you know, they may shock some people. They may do some special things in the playoffs, but they ain't getting no shit. Simple. Yeah, that's over with. Five-year da- dynasty ended already. I, I kind of got tired of it watching too because I remember um, I watched the 2015 finals. I was like, all right, going to say one. 2016, you know, I mean, LeBron 3-1 comeback. But I got so tired of seeing them just yeah. come back, come back, come back. Literally. For a couple of years. It was just guy. Like, you wanted, yeah, you wanted to see somebody else, you know. It's tiring. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. So, I know you're rooting for the Dodgers, and when whenever something like happens, like per se, like a celebration, do you ever like go down to the city, you know, like L.A. or you know, just like that shit, stay home, you know, just oh sorry, man, whole go on. shit. Because I heard for no, no, I was saying that shit just yeah. gets you yeah, know, as far on, as right, celebrating in the city, that shit gets too wild. Something, and, and you know, people aren't really. <laughs> yeah, with everything going on with COVID and whatnot, people aren't really respecting that shit. You feel me? You know, you're gonna get a shitload of massless people out there just wilding out. Like it's cool and all, but sometimes it's just so extra. It's like you don't even want to be there. You feel me? You just want to have a good time. You like you celebrate, but that shit gets too extra. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially in LA, shit gets wild. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that shit because I seen a, a video. I'm pretty sure it was on Bleacher Report too that um, it showed a video of uh, I think I don't know how many people were outside of Staples Center. Just so many people outside of Staples Center just waiting for it was before to start celebrating the Lakers winning the the chip. And I, I think I saw another video where it was just pure people just going crazy over the yeah. fact that LA just brought a chip. So, but I'm not gonna say to deserve it's not well deserved, but I'm not gonna also be like. They totally earned this because it was it was a short season, and other people didn't get the opportunity. Like, take for example, Devin Booker. He was going off, but they didn't get a playoff spot because there were so many short games. That's that's where I say like I'm not I'm not saying they don't deserve it, you know, but I'm saying like it would have been nice to kind of see how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I I believe with the fans, you know, if 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 none of this happened. With the fans, you know, being around, I think things would have been very different. I believe the Raptors would have beat Boston in six, not seven. I think they would have beat them in six with fans there. Um, I don't know where Miami would have went. Oh. We never, you know, like, that's another thing. Oh, exactly. 
totally agree with that. Miami, I don't nobody no, really. That's a really good question. You know, like nobody would know where Miami would be at. But you know, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm not saying that Miami got lucky. I know Jimmy Butler was Tyler Hero was a walking bucket, and then you have Jimmy, and then you have Corn Dragic. You have all these players on the team, and it's just like OG team. You know, I, they're a championship. Yeah, they got they got pieces, like man. Said, they have, you, they have off some, seasons here, you know, man. They're just gonna do something. Yeah. Yeah. When you were covering, the oh Lakers, yeah, this was who, who uh, on the roster. If you, if you I was actually covering like, who, them who, who, Lonzo's rookie season. So there was a lot of there was a lot to cover. So uh, oh, this was it, it was a pretty big deal, obviously surrounding you know Lonzo Ball and supposedly the next Magic Johnson. So. Yeah, that, so that's when I was covering him. It was a young, it was second year Ingram, first year Kuzma. You know, it was a more that more or less the young, the young squad. I think they had like Brandon Bass, yeah. and, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't obviously oh, yeah, it was yeah. one of their bad years. <laughs> when, yeah, when you got the cover, uh, did you only write or did you actually? Well, like, I was. Uh, the I would go to summer league. Everything. I would go to the Walk summer in. league and cover them there, but. Yeah, more or less it was oh. just writing. And when I would be at Summer League, I would just kind of get the first, you know, the hands-on approach because I was just right there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, did you? Oh, like, like you do some interviews and whatnot? Like, long. I didn't get an opportunity to do that. You know, yeah. just really just covering kind of their games and what to expect. So, and just kind of what I saw, you know, my opinions on yeah. on how I saw the team. Right. 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 Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, that's understandable. No, I was wondering. Nah, nah, that would have been dope, like, though. Like, Lonzo, <laughs> that would have been dope. Yeah, that would have been dope. <laughs> the only thing that I really, like, really, really have to say right now is Kuzma that's does not deserve that. ring. I just have to be completely honest right now because oh, Kuzma, he didn't. But who does? But how, but how many players it. outside of cast. LeBron and I mean, yeah, LeBron and AD. But and then there's a few that you could throw in there. But I mean, at the end of the day. He no. didn't. He didn't. He didn't play up to where he should have played. You know, a chip, a chip. to to the to where his expectations were because they were pretty. All right, even even if he struggled this season, yeah, he didn't play right. good at all. But I'll say this: Kuzma is talented as fuck. You know what I mean? I don't. I just don't think. I just don't think he should be a oh, Laker. Yeah. That's just it. I think he needs he needs to go somewhere to actually kind of continue to develop because you saw him prior to LeBron and you know. Um, yeah. You know, AD coming, he he was he was had so much more freedom to kind of grow, and you saw his game really develop. Now it kind of you know it took him a step back. He ain't really as confident. Right. Has a lot more pressure. I think he needs to be somewhere else to kind of expand his game and become what he could be. Because you know, I don't know if he's gonna do it in LA. Maybe he could though. You never know. Yeah, I, told, no, I agree with that. You know, I mean, Kuzma is talented. You know, it's just crazy to me that really. Yeah, you know who don't deserve that ring? Fucking Danny Green. Danny Green don't deserve that ring. <laughs> oh yeah, he he didn't deserve the one in Toronto either, yeah. man. He played just Shit. like that. He, and he was like celebrating ass. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say I don't know about Toronto, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was trash. Me, how how you had the whole city on you and you were wide that open. Could've, that could have that could have saved so much like damn everyone would remember open. Danny Green for that shot right there. He has some memorable shots. That one would have been the one though. You know what I mean to win it all like oh, come yeah. on. The one. I mean I was going to say it was so much pressure on him but like when you're in the moment 
mm-hmm. the pressure's gone. And you're this wide open. Like, I might you're wide open. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like yeah. Like, that's, like, at the end of the day, isn't that what you're built for? Like, as a three-point like, shooter, like, nobody. for those moments? That's why it's kind of just, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's why everybody got it. Yeah, like, I saw that shit. Everybody. I was like, damn, Snoop. It's crazy shit. Yeah. So yeah, man. Oh look, honestly, you know I don't want to keep, I don't want to waste more of your time. But in all honesty, um, if you have any message for it or anybody, you know, just people in general, shit, you know, like you know, if I have one say, message for people in general, is to be yourself, you know, despite yeah. despite opinions of others, because opinions don't mean shit. You know, simple as that. And I think a lot of people kind of live their life based off opinions you know what i mean hey did it hey, do i look good in this uh, does this sound good you know should i listen to this it's weird you know what i mean i think i think people just got to start being comfortable with who they are you know regardless what social media shows because you know social media is only the best side you don't see the worst side you don't see when people wake up they ain't showing that so i just think you got to be comfortable with who you are be yourself and you know continue to grow as an individual and you know don't really fall into conformity of society Simple as that. Right. Right. Totally agree with that, man. So, when, when did it you... It drops uh, uh, November 27th. All right. We're going to keep that. We're going to keep that very straight. I'm going to drop this Instagram in the description. I want to thank you so much, so much for giving us the opportunity to interview. You know, it's really... It's a blessing. It's a really big blessing. And you know, I really want to thank you for the opportunity to have the chance to, you know, talk with you about your music. You no, know, man, I appreciate it because yeah, you're giving me an opportunity, well, you know, to, to to share my story, you know, share share a little bit more about me as an artist rather than just, you know, spin it on a record or something. You know, this is a more of a personal way of kind of explaining myself and, you know, who I am. So I appreciate it. Yeah. And I also want to thank uh, Guillermo Memo because he came almost last minute, you know, it, I, I really have to thank Memo, you know, like, thank you, Memo, you know, I, I know it was last minute, but I really appreciate it, you know, helping me and your product, yeah. you know, because, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me here, it's my first time, so, it was last minute, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, thank you for the opportunity to, uh, letting me be on, on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro, so, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna leave you at that, man, so, also, I'm gonna drop is um, information about his company. Yeah, we like, do. Uh, does your company USA. have an Instagram? Copart. All right. Yeah, I'll def I'll definitely drop the um, IG in the description. That way, I could check it out. Show the love. Listen to the music. He's on all platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, title. Check him out and make sure y'all tune in to the new album dropping. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, no doubt. My pleasure. Contact. My pleasure. Thank you, man. And I hope. Mm-hmm. Likewise. Stay safe, bro, and have a good day.